It's late at night. 11.57 to be exact. You find yourself driving down a dark backcountry road. Your windows are open, your music blasting, and not another car in sight. Or cloud for that matter. It's a clear night and you can see all the stars. Suddenly, something streaks across the sky. You chalk it up to a meteorite or satellite, but it suddenly turns around. The light's growing bigger and bigger as it approaches you. You blink. Not sure what to make of it. Before you can really process what's happening, it's turned around and zipped off into the night. Whether you believe aliens are among us, or have contacted us, or that we are alone in the universe, there are many stories about moments like this. Unidentified objects in the sky that we don't fully understand. Yet. I'm Jacqueline Swan, and this is Technality, a podcast that explores how technology is shaping our future. Today, I'm watching the skies. What do you think is scarier, realizing that intelligent life has visited us or realizing that we are alone in the universe? I think it's the latter. I think it's scarier to think that we're all there is and all there ever has been. That's just so much responsibility. If like we are the universe's entire hope for intelligence and to spread it across our neck of the cosmic woods and then out into the galaxy and beyond, like, cause I'm not very confident that we're up to that task. Meet Mike Wall. I'm the channel editor for Spaceflight and Tech at space.com. And what exactly is your background? I was a biologist for a number of years, but a little over a decade ago, I switched into the into the journalism game. And I've been at space.com now for 12 years. And I write about everything from kind of alien planets to private spaceflight to the search for alien life, pretty much everything that's going on in space, which is quite a bit these days. From the launch of the James Webb Telescope, letting us have a deeper look into space, to the Artemis Project sending us back to the moon, there is a renewed interest in the world of space and what lies beyond our planet. And with that, of course, comes our interest in UFOs, or as they've recently been renamed, UAPs. Been like rebranded now, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. That like rebranding is pretty recent, the last few years to kind of to try to get like rid of the historical baggage of the UFO term. I mean, there is like a valid reason why there is some somewhat of a stigma behind UFO research over the years, because a lot of the stuff that we hear about has been kind of crackpot or has been funded by weird, mysterious kind of rich people who stay in the shadows. I mean, NASA and the DOD both, they kind of want to change that and make this a legitimate sphere of scientific research. And that that like stigma has been there like over the years, you know, I mean, you look at how much money, yeah, like study researchers, for instance, you know, I mean, people who are looking for intelligent life in the universe by using radio telescopes and trying to find weird pings from far away that might be evidence of an alien civilization. That sort of work for over the past like 60 years or so had pretty much gotten almost no, yeah, no government funding because any, yeah, like any congressman who would like kind of support giving money to that would be branded like a kook or like out of touch, or this isn't what we need. There are homeless people in the streets and gas is $5 a gallon and you want to spend money looking for little green men, all, all that stuff. Like that was real, you know, people were afraid to kind of put their name behind those sorts of things. That's changing recently. Um, and that's, that's, that's a good thing. So 
Why are we talking about UAPs? Well, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, or NASA, is putting together a team to study unknown aerial phenomena. And while this isn't an end-all be-all study about if aliens have visited us, the study potentially opens up some interesting doors to the field in the future. The biggest aspect though being it's shifting the context of UFOs away from crackpot theories to a field that has some respect. Let's talk about the study that NASA is doing, if you want to just kind of summarize it or talk about why it's so interesting. Like the basic details about it, NASA just sort of recently announced that they are going to do a short, like a short study into the sort of UFO data that's out there right now. And people shouldn't get too excited about it. It's not like they're devoting huge amounts of time and huge amounts of cash to this. It's going to last about nine months. And they said they'll spend no more than $100,000 on it. And they're in the, currently in the process of like appointing a, this panel of about 15 experts who are going to dig through the available UFO data to like kind of see what they make of it. Basically, what, what NASA wants to do is get a lay of the land with this data. You know, there's a lot of smart people at NASA and they have a lot of experience in trying to understand what celestial objects are and what celestial phenomena are powered by, you know, like what what strange things in the sky, how it's like how they work and things like that. So it makes a lot of sense that you have NASA scientists looking into into UFOs or or sort of UAP. It makes a lot of sense that that NASA wants to get involved, but people shouldn't think that this is going to be this exhaustive be all end all take on UFOs or on UAP. It's a first step. It's it's an important step, but it's still just a first step. I didn't realize they were only spending $100,000. That is a tiny amount for what I guess like the budgets actually are usually with these projects. Um, yeah. yeah. Though? Because what, what, what they've said, the sort of main goal is to see how NASA expertise can be applied to the UFO data and see if there are any patterns in it that suggest anything interesting and to to suggest to people who are kind of more invested in, in in understanding what UFOs are, like like the American military has recently gotten very interested in the UAP phenomenon, and so maybe giving some of these other people like a better idea of how to kind of handle data like this that their Navy pilots are gathering as they fly around on test exercises and stuff, and kind of what what to make of it. It's a huge symbolic step though too, I think, because NASA is a very trusted brand quote unquote you know it's it's dismissive to call them a brand because there's so much more than that but they are i mean if you ask americans which government agency they trust the most or like the most you know nasa comes up at the top of that list like like all the time they've done so much cool stuff over the years and they're not political and all, all of this you know so by going into this by putting like the nasa name behind this it does help take a stigma away from the ufo sphere which and and some NASA officials, when, when they announced this investigation, they actually said that's one of the things that they hope to do with this is to take away a lot of the kind of giggle factor from, from UFO investigations. Some of these sites that are being reported are like genuinely mysterious, and it's not crazy to want to see what they are and to figure this stuff out. That, that joins like a growing push by the American military to kind of do the same thing. So yeah, NASA jumping in is a really big deal because their name is so respected and, and is so big. As Mike mentioned, there has been a shift for several reasons behind why we're turning our eyes to the sky again. Not only out of curiosity about what's out there, but to understand the weird phenomena we've been seeing in our own skies. 
On a pitch black night off the coast of California, newly leaked video allegedly shows one of the U.S. Navy's stealth ships tracking an unknown object in the sky. And after a few minutes, splashed. Mark bearing a range. The 2019 footage obtained by filmmaker Jeremy Corbell, who last month released another video of an upside down pyramid UFO hovering above a Navy destroyer. This is part of a much larger series of events that we're going to be learning about. Whether you believe it's alien or unknown technology from foreign countries, this study is hoping to provide a little insight into how we can better understand it. Let's go with why is it changing, if you want to kind of build on that a little bit. I think that there are like multiple reasons for it. I mean, one of them is that in the past 10, 12 years or so, we've started to get real good scientific data on like how many alien planets are out there and how many of them are potentially habitable. And like a lot of those data come from like one mission, NASA's Kepler Space Telescope, which operated from like 2009 to 2018. And it found just, it's it found so many planets and it basically told us that like every star that we see in the sky on average has at least one planet around it. And about a quarter of those stars probably have like a rocky planet in the right position around their star to maybe have like liquid water on their surface. And there's a lot of uncertainty, you know, but they're in the right position, like right orbital position for that to happen. That basically told us that it's not crazy to think that there are a lot of potentially Earth-like worlds out there, a lot of worlds that could be inhabited. This like exoplanet revolution is something that we're still in the middle of, but it really opened all of our eyes. I mean, from scientists to just regular people who, who read about these things in the paper. We all are learning now that potentially life-hosting planets are very common in the in our galaxy and probably throughout the entire universe. So that's like a mind-opening revelation where it's like, well, somewhere out there, given how many planets and how many galaxies there are in the universe, there's got to be something, right? It puts more heft toward that, like, are we alone question? And it says it would be kind of crazy if there wasn't at least something out there, some like some world that's got bacteria on it or something somewhere, given the sheer number of planets. And past few years as well, you know, we've just gotten so many more like sightings from from Navy pilots, you know, that in 2017, there are a series of stories in the Washington Post and New York Times that talked about this secret kind of military program that had been secret until then, that was examining all these sightings that the military was sort of making, you know, those those kind of grainy images that people have seen on, on videos of these blobs moving around these little tic-tac like things zooming around in a navy jets like kind of instruments in its in its infrared camera systems that went mainstream and we learned that that the military is interested in these things too for their own particular reasons which kind of revolve around national security obviously they want to make sure that these things aren't some kind of crazy capability that our adversaries might have that we don't know about they're real concrete reasons to be interested in what some of these things are in the sky so it became obvious that there, there's this mindset shift that we're undergoing now as we learn about more about like the universe and how common alien planets are. And then we also learn that's kind of dovetailing with that, that the American military is taking this very seriously as they think some of these objects might be Russian drones or, or some kind of Chinese tech that we don't know about. Those two things are both happening at like the same time. So it's just becoming more mainstream and people are talking about it more and more now. Didn't the Obama administration declassify a bunch of UFO information and like that kind of what kicked off all of these new stories yeah there was a lot of that too and um in in 2007 we sort of recently learned that there that the military set up this this organization that that was investigating kind, kind of strange ufos uap called like atip 
And then in 2017, we like learned the existence of that organization through those stories that I was just talking about. But that's not the end of it, too. You know, Obama, he he did declassify a number of, of those kind of things in, in the archives about UFOs. And all those things just have sort of rolled on. And now, like successor to the ATIP program, they, they started like a new task force, the like UAP task force, and that wrapped up and it had a successor. That organization wrapped up, but there's a new one that just started this past July under congressional mandate. So we're in the situation now where actually Congress is is mandating the U.S. Department of Defense to study UFOs, to study UAP, to try to figure out what they are as a national security concern, and to to do reports on them and what they find, and 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 to deliver those reports to Congress on a regular basis. That's something that we did not see five to ten years ago. After the break, we'll take a closer look at who's behind this study, what it means for space researchers, and the best case scenario for all of this. NASA isn't the only organization with an interest in identifying these phenomenon. The U.S.'s Department of Defense, or DOD, has their own reasons for being interested in this study. But alongside them are the people who have been searching for those answers already. The Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, or SETI, has been searching for the prevalence of life in the universe and to uncover answers to the origin of life. So long-established organizations with very different budgets have found their interest renewed in part because of studies like this. There are more and more astrobiologists who are getting interested in the subject. There are more SETI scientists who are emboldened to think that there could be intelligent life out there just based on how many habitable planets are out there. And that's all happening. We're, we're seeing like the kind of rebirth of the field of, of SETI science and astrobiology with a lot more money coming into it at the same time that the Defense Department is taking these threats seriously for their own reasons, to think that they might be some high-tech adversarial kind of spacecraft or drone or something. It's just interesting that those two things are happening at the same time. And so people are getting really interested in these things for very different reasons, but those people are trying to work together. And so, yeah, even though they might have very different reasons for wanting to understand what's going on, it can all lead in the same positive direction. And that, that's something we didn't talk about, actually. NASA has pledged to work with the U.S. military and their various task forces on trying to coordinate these things better. You know, um, So, yeah, NASA will be working with the sort of latest task force that the, that the Pentagon has set up to try to figure out how best to, to analyze these data. And two very different organizations with very different aims, but they're both interested in this. And, I mean, hopefully it'll it'll lead to a positive outcome. To be clear again, NASA isn't solely focused on if these strange sightings in the sky are aliens. They're open to it, but depending on where you read about this study, there are a few reasons behind it. Really, they're just trying to create a framework to potentially understand what's happening. Because there are things that are unidentified in the sky, and in some cases, that just might be weather phenomena we don't quite understand yet. And because we've been slacking on funding sciences and space projects like this, we just don't have a way to classify these sightings, which in part is the reason they're unidentified. I was reading that the actual purpose of the study is to take a deeper look into atmospheric phenomenon and weather events that we don't quite understand yet, which is fairly interesting to me that we have like events in our atmosphere that we are still trying to comprehend. 
it's fully within NASA's purview to, to sort of study Earth and the atmospheric phenomena and sort of climate change is a big topic NASA studies. There, there's an entire Earth science division at NASA where they study our planet and how it works. So they are very invested in trying to figure out if there are atmospheric phenomena that we don't understand properly, like NASA wants to get to the bottom of those things and like how they affect climate, I mean, how they affect weather, those sorts of things. So yeah, trying to figure out if a lot of these weird things that we're seeing or that that are being recorded on, on these Navy jets, like sort of instruments, if those are atmospheric phenomena, then that's of great interest to NASA scientists. Like they've also said, NASA has said that they're going to be open-minded about this and they like want to kind of lay a framework to figure out how to better understand UAP kind of sightings. And so it's how it's traditionally been these these data come in from everywhere right from a bunch of different observers they're not it's not a scientific kind of like data gathering process it's just it just can't be because a lot of these things are so random so it's just people reporting what they see it's kind of a mishmash of like randomly collected things by people around the world and so nasa wants to try to get to the bottom of how we can kind of analyze those data better and if there's a better way to put them into kind of buckets where they're easy to to investigate or easy to look at and if there's some way that we can streamline the process going forward, if there's like kind of like like some sort of universal reporting system, like they want to do with this new study, NASA wants to kind of lay out a way maybe to to make these observations easier to to report in the future and and definitely easier to to sort of analyze in the future too. So, who exactly do you bring on for a project like this? With a budget of only a hundred thousand dollars, it's not like a massive team is going to be behind this. They're bringing in a broad range of talent, like 12 to 15 people to actually work on this project. Do you want to give a little bit of insight into why they're selecting such a broad range of people and kind of who they're trying to bring in to work on this? We don't know exactly who these people are yet. They've probably identified their top candidates. Like I think that they've said that they have people in mind and they've already kind of taken this this list of their top candidates to the NASA administrator for his okay. If they get that, that, that was just like a few days ago where they said that. If like the NASA chief kind of signs off on those names and they'll get the process, the ball rolling of appointing them formally and getting it going. But yeah, it's 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 a range of people. It's like people who are specialists in in like atmospheric science, I mean data analysis, all these sorts of things. And they're they're gonna be astrophysicists too, just because you know some of these things that are that are seen could be some cosmic phenomena that we don't understand fully it's just going to be a broad range of people with a broad range of talents just because the like possible explanations are so many and that's one thing too is that with such a broad topic you know it's not like every ufo or every uap is going to be the same thing right they're they're probably caused by multiple things multiple phenomena so there's no one answer to to this huge question of what these things are. So you have to bring in like a broad range of folks to get to the bottom of it or to try to anyway. Before we finish, I asked Mike what he thought about where the future of the study is heading. Like, I mean, I think we're already on the road to the best case scenario. And it's sort of what we've been talking about for the past few minutes about how how this is even happening in the first place. That itself is a positive sign. And I mean, I'm no conspiracy theorist or anything. I don't. I don't think that that the government has proof of of aliens and is is hiding them in a meat locker in Area 51 or anything like that. But I do think there are some things that we don't understand fully, and that we should throw resources at trying to understand them. And so I think it's great that NASA, one of our most trusted and most talented government agencies, is viewing this as a legitimate 
kind of sphere of research and that they're going into this with an open mind and they're trying to figure out what's going on. I think that's one of the best case scenarios and it's already unfolding is that we're seeing like the destigmatization of like UFO research is, is happening before our eyes over the past three or four years. If they can come up with a way to kind of better analyze these and if they can like generate like a sort of categories that we can put some of these observations in and those those categories will help us understand them better, that would be a positive step. If we can lay out a way to better understand these sightings with like machine learning, helping sort through the wheat from the chaff. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty wide open at the moment, so it's really hard to make any kind of concrete predictions about anything. Like, I just like to reemphasize that people shouldn't think that this is going to be the be-all, end-all, and that and NASA is going to figure out what those weird, fastly moving things were in 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 the like Navy jets instruments that we all have seen on Twitter and so on. Like, that's not the point of the study. Like, the point of the study is to be able to to kind of better categorize those sorts of sites and get on the road toward figuring out what they might be and trying to figure out what the best way to get to an answer is. This NASA project, as Mike mentioned, isn't the end-all be-all. It's a stepping stone towards better understanding these unknown phenomenon happening in our world. It's also a sign that we're shifting into a new space age, one that is interested in understanding what's not only out there, but what's happening on Earth. And every time we turn our eyes to the skies, we tend to learn new things, invent new improvements for humanity, and really come together around a common cause. Because space really is the final frontier, after all. And we're finally returning back to exploring it. Thank you for listening to Technality, a Narcity Media production. It's hosted and produced by me, Jacqueline Swan. To never miss out on where your future is headed, Subscribe to Technology wherever you listen to your podcasts. And for more technology content, head over to Technology Socials. <laughs>